<laughs> yeah. All right, man. What's going on, Tim? Not much, man. Is that okay if I call you Tim? Yeah, you're, you're good, man. I don't know. full name. <laughs> you can you can introduce yourself. You may. I may ask you to drop uh, your all your stuff. Oh. Especially, I mean, if you if you could just drop that link, I don't know. That's that was a oh, really that's, good that's link. That's an old link. I don't even update that blog anymore. Yeah, but still, like if you throw the blog out, it's like this is this was my ideas. Yeah. I mean, I, if you could, if I ever return to it, I could flush it back out. Oh, but anyway, what we were discussing. Well, I wanted to have you on the podcast where I was saying like, yeah, dude, we should have a podcast together. You know, I haven't never had you on. I've had, I had Shimizu on, mm-hmm. I've had a uh, brewer on, okay. let's see, I had Julie and I think Hunter sat in for a little bit, but he wasn't really about like talking that much. And so I had her on, I think we were talking about that show, Love is Blind, Okay. you know, like uh, that, that really cringy show. <laughs> <laughs> cringy girly stuff, huh? Yeah. I, I, I honestly felt lost in that, in that show because it was just, it was it was almost like there was so much wrong with it that it just, I couldn't even, I couldn't even start. I didn't know where to start, so I just kind of muddled my way. Like I, I, I think that 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 would have to be like a series of how this is dumb. You just sitting down and trying to process what was going on. Yeah. So I basically, at first, I want to, I want to start with you kind of describing like what you were telling me earlier mm-hmm. about how you wrote that blog post and oh, yeah. you said it was a part of an essay right yeah, it was, it was, and um, and where your motivation was to write about it mm-hmm. and and why yeah and then we can start breaking that essay down and then um and i mean it also has some uh archaeological uh, archaeological yeah, um stuff yeah. and other sciences and uh and theories that are all thrown yeah. in there absolutely that are taken as pretty much empirical facts yeah you know um and taught about in schools oh, and, instead yeah. of anything um anything else mm-hmm. um so i wanted you to kind of talk about the argument that you were placing oh yeah and why you were placing it but yeah. first tell us what is what it was and what yeah. the, the title of it basically so, is so people can get a grasp of what we're yeah, talking yeah i called it i called it um scientific limits um basically talking about how people just assume that science is a hundred percent accurate and that it will be true whatever is actually said coming out the other side mostly often because they're just taught it in school and just told this is correct and people don't often take the time to look behind the curtain they just kind of go okay well i was told this is right all right cool awesome great um, so I wound up writing this paper because of an English essay I wrote back in a community college in California. Um, oh, this is not close enough. No, you're, you're, you're something. You're talking to it. You're uh, to get it to where it's up in, there, up in your face a little bit. <laughs> up in my face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. help me out here. Dude. I can't fool. There I got you. you. Go. There you go. Yeah, so uh, our professor was trying to get us to start talking about just having debates within ourselves uh, between all the students just so we could develop arguments and understand like all the different sides of everything just be more than just like single-minded of like okay well here's what i think yeah um so i walked into class one day and it was right at the beginning when we were prepping for our first argument of essay and he just had written in big bold letters across the whiteboard science versus faith hmm. i was like that's 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 a really weird way to phrase it because I always thought of like science versus religion that's a classic argument and I realized that at the time as people were talking that everyone just assumed that science was right and faith is just based off of guesswork 
Like it's it, there's no logical leap you have to take anywhere because yeah. science has already figured. Faith it is out. like the belief in things that yeah. aren't self-evident and Correct. not unseen. You know, like there's a, there's mm-hmm. an actual biblical. Yeah, that's even yeah. biblical. Yes. it's like this is the definition and, of what and faith is. And the concept of a taking a leap of faith is known within religion. It's embraced even of taking that leap of faith, jumping into religion, and going. This is no what the I evidence mean. of things known. Yes. Yeah. The oh, what was what it? Reference. Now, I, now I'm really bothered. <laughs> it is there. I, I'm no, sure. It's, oh. Anyway, it's in Galatians, we'll, I think. Yeah. Um, well, I'll, I'll pop out my Bible here in a little while. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll find we'll, that. We'll figure, this, will, this will be sitting in the back. Of I my, feel like such a bad. I'm just Christian gonna be like right talking now, and then just randomly remember exactly what we were good, good. talk about. That's fine, man. It's, That's it's fine. Gonna, it's gonna come to me. <laughs> That's but, fine, dude. Anyway. Uh, part of like what he was having us go through is he had he pulled up a video I think it was a Nova series he was he's, he was on a like all of our stuff that he showed us was like Nova series if you've ever seen those videos yeah um and it was about this brand new fossil that had been found called Tiktaalik Tiktaalik okay now are you familiar with Tiktaalik at all um I I mean I read it inside your essay. Yeah, I don't I didn't I don't think I yeah. pronounced it the correct way, and I, I just remembered that I read it in your essay because I was like, I, ta, yeah. ta, what? Um, I know that you were saying in the essay that it is supposedly one of the missing links or the transitional yes. links, transitional links between yes. a specific series, um, a species. Yes. Sorry, species. So throughout fossils, we find these really weird um, fossils that are like. Well, this doesn't presumed. look like... It's yeah, presumed. It's presumed to be the, go, the this, transitional species yeah. between doesn't the look like evolutionary species process. we had often, not a species we have now. This may have been a, a cross between the two. Mm-hmm. And based off of revolutionary thinking, they believe these to be an example of an animal that was the transition between the two based off of macroevolution. And everyone was like, oh, this is so cool. It was brand new. There were, wasn't... A lot of work done into it and actually since then i believe there has been some work done by some creationists who are like yeah this might not be 100 percent accurate and i i haven't looked into it since that because basically once i was done with the class i was kind of done with it but yeah. people were talking about like well how do you explain this and at the time i was like well cool that's great you found all this evidence and a lot of students relied on well there's all these um species links that we have transitional species links of fossils that we have so how can you think otherwise right i was like well that seems really odd i was like well how many of these things have we actually found and what i started doing without even knowing what i was actually doing because i didn't understand um statistics at the time was uh do uh it seemed like you did uh, <laughs> i was i was like zero 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 point zero zero one nine seven i made it sound like i actually knew what i was doing because i needed to <laughs> Yeah, because I was actually wound up because I just looked it up. I was like, "All right, well, Google has everything. Let me just Google to see, like, has anyone done any studies in this of like mm-hmm. how many have we not found? Right? Like, how many species should have existed to show how many transitional species existed, so that we can actually see if we found everything? Yeah, if it's a if it's a valid, yeah. you know, point. No one talked about it. I couldn't find. I even went to Bing. Trust me. I looked, couldn't find it. Yeah. No one was talking about it. I went to Answers in Genesis. I even emailed them. They were like, no one's really looked into this. I was like, okay, great. Well, so my one argument I wanted to use for um, for my English course doesn't exist. And I was like, well, screw it. I'm going to do it myself. So Yeah, there's apparently like studies. There's, a actual, there's actual sites that are 
just lists of studies and you can just mm-hmm. type in whatever i need to figure awesome. out what those are <laughs> but i mean i've got to look those in and it's just it's every yeah, study that's ever in, in a specific studies. field mm-hmm. and it just shows study after study after study after study you put in keywords and then it'll just pop up yeah, yeah. there's studies about this 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 mm-hmm. this and then you just scroll 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 until you find like that's it yeah and then you just check it out so what that's I what I'll, i'm doing. gonna start using that for my my papers mm-hmm. i didn't do that i just use youtube videos <laughs> <laughs> i use a couple of uh of other things but they were more opinion and, yeah. and i was like eh. Hope I don't get knocked down. I haven't got graded yet, but <laughs> well, you'll, you'll find out somewhere after you finish the whole class because professors take forever to do everything. Mm-hmm. Link that to me. Oh yeah. no! Anywho, oh police. They're coming for us, dude. We're, uh, it wasn't me. <laughs> we're speaking out against the scientists. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming for us. But anyway, I was like, well, how many transitional species? Well, how many species do we have today? Right? And I looked that yes. up. And there's actually a lot of sources for that. And yeah, at the time, the number like was about 8.7 million, million distinct yeah. species. Yeah. I was like, well, based off of macroevolution, that should have started from one species. like Single cell. Single cell, built its way up, et cetera, et cetera. And at some point, there was some creature that crawled its way out of the primordial soup. And that and, was the Tectalis thing. That was like um, an amphibian that had not necessarily. weight. It was just one of them, yeah. That uh, that wasn't the one that that was shown. Maybe it I was? think that's what you know. It's what you cited inside the the paper. Maybe. It was like an amphibian that grew weight bearing yeah. appendages. Yeah, so that could have been mean? some uh, some creature that just swam its way out of the ocean or something. You know, it it could have been anything. But it was uh, basically what I looked at. I was like, all right, well, how many others should have existed? And at the time, I was taking a calculus course, and I figured out that it was actually a really simple calculus function which is called a summation um and i just modeled off of if you start from saying there's one and then there it's there's a speciation it split off it became two assuming a clean speciation which most likely there wasn't i just assumed that for simplicity and then you had from there it doubled again to there were four species then eight and etc etc because eventually you will have a species and then you will have two species yeah. that's how speciation works and It'll like, always just, grow outward. Always and yeah. I looked it up and was like, all right, well, I actually can add up these values from 0.1 to doubling up to 8.7 million. Yeah. And I was like, well, how many species should have, how many instances of speciation existed? And it's like 16 million, almost 17 million instances of speciation. I was like, well, okay, well, great, awesome how many transitional species fossils do we have? How many examples do we have of this actually occurring? And it is the only time I have ever gotten a professor to allow me to do this, but I was allowed to cite Wikipedia. It was awesome. (laughs) Because I went to Wikipedia, which is, oddly enough, one of the best maintained sources for looking this sort of stuff up, because... Well, it's, it's continually updated as well. Continually I mean, updated. There's some people and that troll people things, that, but not things in this nature. But at the same time, there's also people who actually will tag those and say, hey, if this gets updated, let me know. And they look at it and they'll they'll fix the trolls or they'll yeah. be like, oh, hey, this thing came out. Let me add it. Mm-hmm. So it's actually very well manta- maintained. It's Wikipedia is actually an awesome source. Yeah. Depends and on what you're looking at. Depending on what you're yeah. looking for. And I was looking for just a simple data point. I added it up. And at the time, there was like 170 odd fossils that we had some of them were have been um disproven like the lucy like no one ever references yeah. lucy etc i remember watching there. a documentary about lucy yeah That's right Don't worry about it. yeah it was it was crazy i went through and i'm like all right some of these have been disproved or whatever but i'm like even still 
this is a lot of instances of speciation. I even gave it the benefit of the doubt of going, all right, some of these have been disproved. Some of them probably have been found. We didn't identify them. Let's just go with a baseline of 300, which is very generous because that's almost double of the number that's actually listed on Wikipedia. Yeah. And I was like, all right, cool. So we have 300 examples of speciation supposedly happening. Should have happened 16 million times. Mm Mm-hmm. We should have found a few more, Yeah. in my opinion. I, I think that's a very low number because that's about one, one, one thousandth of a percent of the numbers that we actually should be seeing. How many T-Rex fossils do we have? Can you look that up, Jim? T-Rex fossils? Well, it depends on if you're talking about the originals or the plaster casted ones they actually put on, on display. Yeah, I'm, I'm just <laughs> saying like how many have been like, dug up. How many actual know? ones have been dug up? I'm not sure. Because, I mean, that was a definitive species. Yeah, You know what I'm absolutely. saying? So if there's, like, a, a crap ton of them, mm. like, there, th- that's the other thing. Shouldn't there be multiple levels of yes, speciation absolutely. until you get to, like, because something that's, like, because even... na- na- if nature selects, mm-hmm. then, see, that this is, like, I, I want you to, yeah, you go, it. no, I want well, you to go ahead and finish, yeah, like, well, if nature, what, what the outcome was. Well, yeah. it's, it's the concept of we macro go back evolution, which, like, yeah. should I go over what micro? Yeah, go first? macro, okay. mac, micro, so, macro. So because a lot point. of people just go, well, you think evolution is wrong, so you're just kind of discounting the whole thing. Actually, microevolution is accurate, because mm-hmm. you have two parts. You have micro and macroevolution, and Darwin in his book went, hey, I went to this island, and I was looking at these birds, and... There were some of these birds I saw more frequently one year, and I went back a different year and looked it up, and there were less of that type and more of uh, this one with a different beak shape. And he started looking into it and realized that it actually was legit. He was actually seeing more of that type of animal because they were thriving better, because the environment was more suitable to that beak shape, and so that type of bird lived better and was able to proliferate. Evolution by adaptation. Evolution by ad- adaptation. Mm-hmm. And he looked through and was like, all right, so at a microevolution level, he didn't call it that. He called it something else. But that's essentially what we call it now. Yeah. There's a small change in population or even just a small migration within a single species showing that this creature is adapting to its environment, essentially, and is thriving over an older one. Macroevolution is when Darwin went, well, hey, howdy, hey, what if we took this to the extreme? Maybe this is how we got all the species we have. Maybe we started from one, and then we had a variation, some mutation of some type, and he wasn't sure what it was exactly. And was like, well, maybe that one that came out actually did okay and lived and then it mutated a little bit more and then all of a sudden it's it doesn't look like it's original anymore and then you have a new species so this change isn't like you know you had a chicken and it hatched an egg and out popped the cat it's a little more complicated than that so each of these instances of speciation should have a lot of examples throughout time of them occurring and this doesn't even account that, for the... Didn't he say that, though? Didn't he say if if this happens or you don't find this? Like, what, what was yeah. that? Do you remember what he said? Yes, he actually Then my theory in, is, is false. Yeah, he yeah. was like, I realize that this is a lot of... Or maybe he didn't say that. It was something along the lines. He basically Respect. recognized that there was a lot of guesswork in macroevolution. And he actually put in a, a paragraph that said if after a certain period of time we don't see examples of this because fossil record was actually a thing at the time i believe Mm -hmm. um just not fully curated the way it is now he was like 
I don't think this is valid. I legitimately think that my theory is wrong. And people kind of downplay that. It's kind of funny. But it's, people just kind of latched on to it. Like, hey, it's got to be right. Yeah. Um, because they were taught it was right. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the concept of, you know, God saying let there be light is uncomfortable for some people. So Yeah, well, I mean... And that's and that's where I want to go lead back. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for going through that paper. Yeah. And then and then kind of answering a few of my questions. I wanted to get back to like the very beginning. Go for it. Of what what spurred the debate, mm. the science versus faith. Yes. Which I think that what you wrote about was more of like um, macroevolution versus creationism. Yes. You know. Mm. Um. And but the the fact that he put science versus faith. Yes. Which I knew that you said like you had a, you mm. had a little issue. Not really necessarily an issue. It was just like it doesn't seem like those are equal parts mm-hmm. or, or not even like they can't even co. Yes. Like mingle or yeah, like anything like that. There's no faith. There's no correlation between yes. science and faith. Well, I mean, you can't really put them as verses so mm-hmm. it's like science is is science it's what mm-hmm. we can what we can measure what we can know mm-hmm. and we're still growing in that yes. it's, we're still trying to understand as much science is trying to find the truth or at least why things are the way that they are mm-hmm. right yes faith is something completely different so faith would be like i'm creating a hypothesis and this is a theory mm-hmm. and i have a pretty good a feeling that this is what it is that's why i'm measuring it you know yeah um so faith is like a part of science. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like absolutely. even a scientist could be able to 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 release that and be like, yes. yeah, like I had faith that this mm-hmm. is going to be the outcome. Yeah. Um, because I I can't see it. I haven't measured it yet, mm-hmm. but I have pretty good faith. Yes. That in my my mm-hmm. study is going to be a successful study yes. into what I'm looking at, and so I don't really think that there can be a versus in that. It yes. could be. It could be like, what is the correlation between science mm-hmm. and faith, and how does that and apply to science? I think when it what what what's, what you, what we're really trying to say is like you said before, science versus religion. Yes. And where are the disconnects mm-hmm. between the two? But in what I wound up doing, which was going to be later blog posts that I never finished on that blog, because um, I just didn't bother. Um, I. Uh, I went into that more and basically started arguing, rather than saying, you know, evolution doesn't have all the facts and religion tries to explain it, you know, so you should just go with the religion and not trust science. I, I went with the different approach, which I wound up doing in class in the normal debates. It's like the concept of reasonable faith. Mm-hmm. Um, because... I, I argued and showed, you know, you know, we don't have a lot of examples of all these species happening. You're just saying it is, and I just have to trust you. Well, that's that's a jump of faith. And does that seem any more reasonable than saying, well, God said, let there be light? Yeah. Um, I recognize that that is a big jump of faith, but I think that people who say that we came through, uh, came to be because of some evolution and survival of the fittest is also a very large leap of faith and it just is the instead of trying to tell people i'm right you're wrong i just wanted people to recognize that um that there is a point where you still have to assume and we as humans don't like that we the concept of someone saying sometimes is or maybe is not exactly comforting for us. Mm-hmm. We're we're kind of wired somehow 
to be comforted by either yes or even just no because we actually have an answer yeah and so it's better for some people to be told okay well this is but it might not be you're just us trusting someone else's assumptions yeah we usually tend to the first time the first thing that we hear that sounds like it might be right we just take it as fact yeah and and whether it has evidence for it or not Mm -hmm. and i think that there's a there's a comfortable safeness in that Mm -hmm. there's a security in that and so when somebody challenges that it's like you're you're challenged you're literally trying to invade my yeah like my psyche you're trying to invade my worldview as far as like my reality correct you're trying to break down the reality and that that's why people i think tend to get really um kind of combative and defensive and like are really really like argumentative in a in a bad way not mm-hmm. in a good argument and a good discussion it's like a this is like th- we're supposed to be having yeah. a discussion and you're yelling at me you need to yeah. relax man like we're i'm just i'm just posing some points mm-hmm. you know um because you're they're not they don't like that idea of changing and, mm-hmm. and learning things are is painful especially when you you have to like de-learn something yes. you have to unlearn something and then replace it but that's 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 what development is, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of the science community do that. There's been there's been scientists that have gone for 20 years studying this one thing and turns mm-hmm. out to be false. Yeah. And they have to. Some of them do. Some of them don't. Mm-hmm. But as a, if you were a really good scientist, you'd be like, all right, I thought it was this. It's not. And, and you have to just, that is technically scientific method is yeah. the development of going, OK, well, hey, this is what we think. This is my hypothesis. I've tested it based off of such and such test you guys can run it you can test also the results my theory test it other ways and see if it still holds up yeah maybe this is a special case and y'all can go through and say all right you're wrong or you're right and over time that becomes theory then gets moved up into scientific law but even scientific laws can be dethroned somehow Mm -hmm. because i mean we have newtonian physics and even still we we still hold to that but then some people came along like, you know, Einstein went, hold up, there's some special cases in here. This doesn't hold true all the time. And people were uncomfortable with it, but he still had the science to show that. Yeah. I think that when it comes to the creationists, that's that's the problem with um, like hardcore creationists, you know, that don't believe in any, even, even a little bit. When they hear the word evolution, they're immediately like no you're wrong that's devil speak you know i mean like i don't i don't agree with that i'm I'm with you it's self-evident mm-hmm. that there is an adaptive quality in species which yes. and i think that like me personally i think that's why god created species to to adapt mm-hmm. like we we have to like if i go outside and i stay there my face is gonna get burned if i go outside the <laughs> next day like it'll it'll get burned a little more but the yeah. longer that i subject myself to the sun like that mm-hmm. my skin will start getting tan it'll start yes. adapting to it you know what i'm saying yeah. that's micro evolution yeah. you know that is because it, you're yeah. subjected to an environment that you have to adapt to mm-hmm. and that's that's an adaptive quality and that is what the micro evolution actually states mm-hmm. and so when the species moves from like colors you've seen yeah. like like snow owls you know yeah. like you've seen them normally snow owls are like when it's not snowy they're not fluffy like that they're brown like but it's the same species but now they're subjected to an environment and now their coats and their feathers they turn all fluffy because it keeps them warm and it Mm -hmm. keeps them you know they adapt to that environment now they're unseen you know because they're very camouflaged creatures and it's very interesting 
that they adapt that way and that's all that's all part of that species but that's the smallest i guess you would say visible Mm -hmm. evolution or or like adaptation that you would that you would Mm -hmm. uh, find and so when it comes to like the big question you know is it did did a being Mm -hmm. uh, a spaceless timeless immaterial personal and um all-powerful being create the universe that's the big creationist Mm -hmm. idea so i think i was watching uh neil degrasse tyson talk about like okay so what do you think like because we because he's been a big proponent about the big bang he's like obviously like we know now that the universe started at a a specific point Mm -hmm. right and it's been expanding outwards Mm -hmm. right in a forward motion yeah and it's been branching out and out and out and out and out Mm-hmm. And um, and he said, yeah, it had to have been created. So as a Christian, looking at it, I grew up in like Baptist, Baptist church where that was like, uh, like that you don't say that, you know. I mean, oh, like yeah. when a scientist says that there's a big bang, no. I'm like, dude, but that's what Jesus. That's it's the first lines mm-hmm. of in the in the book of Genesis. He's like, there was nothing, and then bang. Well, there is something. It, it's it doesn't necessarily say it. It just says the earth was formless and void. And the spirit moved over the waters. So we don't necessarily know what that was. Oh, yeah, go for it. No, just right there. Grab that thing. You're closer. Yeah, this one here? Yeah. Bust that bad boy out. All right, let's pull this out. We're busting it out, dude. Let's do this actually properly instead of just going off my memory. We're doing Genesis. (laughs) Genesis 1, in the beginning. Let me set this down. All right, Genesis 1. Let's see here. Yeah, it's it's the first line. <laughs> you know the funny thing is though, it's the hardest part to find is Genesis one. Because there's so many like maps so and then references and You always gotta like just go somewhere and you're like, alright, this is Genesis and just work your way forward. Did you open your You did? You should have brought it in here. I wanted to see you looking at it. Alright, here we go. All right, so Genesis go. one, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Okay, well, all right. That's what God I'm created. All right. Created. Fair enough. Damn. Fair enough. And the earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's entirely possible. I've, and I've here's never another that thing before. that I thought that was crazy, because it's actually, it's actually scientifically um, accepted that everything in in like the water is the oldest than what is on land. Okay. And I thought that that was interesting. That it was like created the heavens, the earth, and the waters were formless, right? Mm-hmm. And the earth was formless because it was all full of water. So the water was first. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you created the fish in the sea, and so it was like that. And then we can, we can get into the semantics mm-hmm. of like, well, that's one day. Like, well, dude, the people that were writing this, like, did they think that they actually developed like the idea of time yet? Like, or at least at the way that we know it, like this is how many days are in a year. This is how many minutes are in an hour. You know, this is how many days well, are in a week. They're they're setting for one day, and their way of doing it in the original language was um, from sunrise, uh, or sorry, from sunrise to sunrise mm-hmm. was how they kind of functionally did it. Or it might have been sunrise to sunset. Um, I got hazy on that, but they just tracked it with um, sunrise to sunset. Um, the way people say it is like a 24-hour day is because the terminology used in that passage in the original language was saying not just you know one day says sunrise sunset mm-hmm. so it's slightly different it sounds more 
to me, I I, I personally believe it's it's a twenty four hour. Uh, yeah, I mean, and that's what I'm saying. It's just, it's a semantic point. I really don't think that it's really that big of a deal. Okay. Because I think that if, even if that, because here's the deal, and this is what I was trying to to say earlier, oh, go for is it. that the problem with the creationist, like I guess you would say, theory, mm-hmm. is that we can't measure it. We don't. There's no way to know like everything started and these creatures were all born at the exact same time every single species that we know because there is in intermingling species i think this is this is a question that i actually posed to elfie earlier i was like so if if i breed you know like uh let's say a dog with a cheetah or something like that right i don't know and then uh, there's an offspring, and then I breed another dog and a cheetah, and there's like so there's a male and a female mixed between okay. dog and cheetah. If they mate, will it create what they are? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, because that would be cross species. Yeah, um, the, there actually has been work done with that, and you do get some things. Um, but can they can they procreate? And then make the same species or something completely different and then also mm-hmm. be able to procreate. Well, you that I mean? has been looked into. Um, you can look up instances of things known as ligers, which is a lion and a tiger crossed. Yeah. Um, there's a classic example. But the, does a, if a liger and a liger come together, will it create can't. another liger? Nope. They can't. You they see can't. what I'm saying? Sterile. But Sterile. is that, yeah, but is that something that um, is only specific to those two species? Or and we those have, are, that's that's a lion against a, a tiger. Like they're yeah. they're relatively still in the feline. You know what I mean? As but far as species. I'm aware, within um, all the work that's been done, humans have put very different animals together uh, for very odd reasons. Yeah. Um, quite frequently, and probably not even physically made them mate. Just yeah. probably just actually like and put it into you know like I uh, guess artificially it could be done. artificial I, insemination. As far as I know, ligers are not artificial. Um, yeah, but, well, I mean, but that's something. They're, yeah. they're relatively the same species. Yeah, relatively the same. Um, but as far as I'm aware, within all the times that we have attempted cross species, we have always found out uh, wound up with a creature that is sterile. Yeah, and it can't reproduce. Yes. So it's in a sense, and people can get mad at me, but it's against the natural order. Or I guess they didn't happen naturally. Is what some revolutionaries would would say is like, well, that's because we tried to we tried to rush the natural order. You know what I mean? So it would take a lot longer for them to be able to, to mm-hmm. get to that point to where they could cross, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, mate and all that between spe- like uh, between opposite species. But I think that that's kind of like, well, that's another theory. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's another theory. You me, don't really know, yeah. Yeah, me personally, I think that there's there's more evidence or I guess more a better assumption to believe that there was at a point early early into the, in the world's creation, whether it be completely random, that there was a set amount of species that mm that we're able to probably do that in the very beginning, you know, like you said, kind of like the splitting aspect, but for the most part that there were a set amount of species. So like when you start like a Sims game or something, you have Mm -hmm. like a, here's how many people you got. And then they start doing stuff and then it starts branching off. And then you got different people, different cultures and different, you know, perspectives. The only problem I see with that is we have immediately following all of the creation. We have one man. So within a technically, 
if you're going strictly with what the Bible says, a strangle, single man's lifetime, all of that speciation is suddenly occurring, and God is having him go around naming them all, mm-hmm. giving them not necessarily like a personal like, hi, you're, you are now Bob, um, but actually naming you are a cow, you are a, a cat, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't know... I've never heard that before, but I do see that as a slight problem because you're talking of all that speciation occurring within a single man's lifetime. Well, I don't, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know that. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that they were all created at the exact same point, but okay. I think that it could have been a gradual thing. You know what I mean? But I think there was a big baseline of, you know, we've got fish in the sea. These have this. And maybe mm-hmm. God's just like, pop. Pop, this is we need to, this needs to be added. This needs to be added. This needs to be added. And after something is named, we'll put it, we'll put it outside of the Garden of Eden, outside of the paradise, because the I know that it was the way it's just it's the way it's like um what's the, the definition of what paradise really is is like a a, a, a fenced in mm-hmm. area. You know what I mean? Actually, there's something about that. I think yeah. I pull it up. And so that's why I think that there's things outside that he's placing out there you know what i'm saying but i don't know i mean it's is all that's all complete speculation mm-hmm. but i don't think that it it's you can't really scientifically disprove the creationist theory and that's why the that's why like science the, the science is like things that they can measure mm-hmm. and so if you can't measure it then it's it's all just basically well, idealism or like well it's based off of scientific theory which is it's not measurable it's not repeatable because you can't it, create it's not going to be redone yeah um and it's you can't test for it yep so it doesn't fall yeah. under scientific theory it falls under faith yep Let's see where are we at here I'm looking for I was talking about it here but it's been a second since I've looked for this specific re- reference but Sorry, I'm looking. No, take your time, dude. We're just chilling. <laughs> the next, the next question after you find that, I was gonna ask, uh, where do you think that? Do you think that religion or faith in a higher power is something that you think that is imperative to society and the world and humans? Or something that is inherent to world and humans, or something that we should kind of just get away from. Because I've posed that question to a few people. I had mm-hmm. some persons like, "There's no, there's absolutely no, um, there's no basis to be believing in that mm-hmm. at all. Like we need to just abolish religion completely." And I was like, eh. "Me, it's I think that there's something because I mean, if we don't have like." say something that is above us mm-hmm. then we prop ourselves up into tribalism even more and it gets even more macro like even more separated we're going to get even more separated to where we're all going to continually war with each other mm-hmm. all the time and we're already seeing that in the west there's everybody has a different group mm-hmm. and and everybody and most of the, the warring going on right now is everybody's minority group or like whoever's victimized is the are the people that and there's there's a religious aspect to how how much people are attracted to that kind of extremism, mm-hmm. you know, and like this is this is this is us instead yeah. of looking at people as an individual, which is what the what the um, the Bible is all about. It's mm-hmm. about the individual, 
that has sovereignty. Yeah, and there's also the the studies have been done that look into how big of an actual social group a person can maintain, and theorizing actually religions are not necessarily just like them all having their own distinct thought, but also like them only being able to handle interacting with a certain number of people, and them being that own little micro group, and it's the reason why we're broken down into larger and larger groups of like, okay, well I'm from this town, from this. Yeah, and I mean you're gonna be a part of a group no, no yeah. matter what you want. Oh, absolutely. Like, but here's the deal: it's like, which one do you did you put on that that has a level of importance? Or it's mm-hmm. like, are you like, for instance, like I don't know, let's let's just like pick a group. I don't know, like if you're if if you're gay, right? Mm-hmm. Are you gay first, and then, you know, p- put name there, mm-hmm. second, or or are you that person first, and then gay second? Mm-hmm. You know. So who, which one do you put your priority on, your group identity or your individual identity? Mm. Which one takes more precedent? Which Absolutely. one has more sovereignty? Mm-hmm. Because that's, that's really the question. Mm-hmm. And I think that what the Bible speaks, and a lot, I mean, I, I mean, maybe a few other religions, like even Buddhism is all about self-realization and self, like, you know, nirvana and like uh, not wanting or desiring anything, which I already have like a lot of, I've, I've, I've had um, conversations with Buddhists that have come to knock on my door mm-hmm. and we've had conversations. We were, well, they only started at the cosmological mm-hmm. level and then worked our way into the spiritual level, but we never got into that, which I really think it was a really big, uh, a big one as far as like want, need, desire. Mm-hmm. You can't, these things are, are inherent to us and there are, there is utility in it as well getting rid of it it's like even the dalai lama wants to have like uh, like it's basically his own state but he's not supposed to have any desire Mm -hmm. for anything so there's kind of like a contradiction within that yeah so but anyway that's that's getting really into the theological Mm -hmm. and like the differences and trying to weigh the different religious ideas the passage i was looking for that i was talking about was um here in genesis 2 verses well, verses, verse 20, basically. Actually, verse 19, sorry. Uh, so the Lord God formed from the ground all the wild animals and all the birds of the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would call them, and the man chose a name for each one. So it, it doesn't sound to me necessarily that, like, that's, everything was being, I don't know, it just seems like everything already kind of was there, and he just brought them to him to get named. So I don't know necessarily how much speciation was already occurring but at some level there was some there had to be you're not going to be able to fit every single variation of every single species yeah. onto Noah's Ark. and that's the thing is like the i mean the bible isn't even a scientific book it was not written that way it's a narrative you know yeah. what i mean like it has a it has a mm-hmm. it follows an actual a pretty strict geo, geo, uh, genealogical line yeah from adam and eve to well, to that's to, kind of what they Christ. what they did do with it was because the jews were so fascinated with geological ties because it defined what your job was it defined mm-hmm. oh my gosh what, reading what the old testament them. it's like the whole first chapter is just they have like an entire book son of this numbers. son of this son let's of this. be real yeah, here that's what it was yeah, yeah numbers. Look at numbers it's just, it's just everybody's names. genealogical line before you get to mm-hmm. like okay we're starting to hit into the new testament now we got to talk about where you know the gaps were where everybody yeah. is you know what i mean and even when you there's like a new like prophet or someone but it's like just talked amazing, about man. there's like all right here's this guy he was a son of this guy this guy this guy this guy this guy and you're like okay get 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 to the point what's crazy to me is that like 
the one reason why if I, you know, and I was agnostic for a long time. Okay. And I was thinking, it was like, I got to think, is there is there anything else? Because mm-hmm. I grew up Christian like you did. Mm-hmm. It's like, is there any other religion that I can find that has, for one, this level of detail? Because the, the Bible's detailed. And it goes thousands, thousands of years. Mm-hmm. You know? And a lot of it, even some of the more obscure references... You can still find evidence References. of it. They and it's cro- uh, there's this there's this chart that I showed that I think I showed Elfie that shows all the cross references things that Jesus mm-hmm. talked about that were in the Old Testament mm-hmm. prophecies from the Old Testament about like the walk and Jesus and the mm-hmm. birth and all this and not not even just that those are the big ones the big the big hitters mm-hmm. but even things that are referenced like just cross references all the way down it was kind of like an open thing yeah and it's like starts like this and it just goes. And it's like all oh, just it's crazy man yeah i gotta find that i'll find that and i'll send it to you mm-hmm. but i mean i was like it's just so detailed and it's like mm-hmm. it is impossible for thousands of years all these people to be saying the same thing mm-hmm. things are written differently absolutely i think like different terminology is used mm-hmm. and that, that trips a lot of people up especially people that are skeptical mm-hmm. when it comes to like I've, I've talked to somebody who was a christian apparently mm-hmm. she said she was christian she said that the, well the bible's literally contradictions like, it's just full of contradictions. Well, and I was like, how can you be a Christian and say that? It's, it's like, funny because, like, I've, when I was working on that paper, what I did with it, because it wasn't actually, like, a scientific study or whatever, I actually took my math to one of my math professors. Like, all right, this is what I did. This is my math. Can you make sure the math was actually right based yeah, off of look like an idiot. this chart? Yeah, I didn't yeah. want to get Someone who's taking an English class was actually a mathematical major. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> so he looked at it and was like, all right, so based off of what you're, you've shown me, like, the model and everything, like, the math is right. You're 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 correct in your result. And I was like, all right, awesome. And then I went to my science professors. Well, these science professors we had, I didn't actually take a science course there. Um, went into the center of the science course and asked to talk to someone about it to verify that my model was accurate. And um, naturally, they all like tried to sit me down and like, all right, so simmer down, don't be so like crazy, like oh, evolution's wrong. Like, that's not actually what I'm trying to do. But fine, sure. And one of the ladies that... You're not uh, saying it's wrong. You're saying that it yeah. should not be taken as empirical Correct. fact. Yeah. And that's what I was trying to do. Um, but one of the ladies pulled me aside. I was like, I, I recognize what you're trying to do. I'm a Christian too. But I think you should look into it and see that you know evolution fits within like how God created the world. I was like, okay, <laughs> great, cool. Like It was just one of those things where like, the, everything she not said contradicted level. everything yeah. I, was, I was reading. Like you need to start reading. That's what I was yeah. told. It's like you need to start. You need to start again. Like, yeah, just like start just over. start over. Just <laughs> like, erase some some memories and just start fresh. Well, the deal is like she she probably felt that way, and I actually had that idea too. I was like, well, what if we did just start at a single organism, and then like that's when you know because like like I said before about the time, you mm-hmm. know, maybe that seven days was like millions of years. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that was been that's like trying me trying to meet other people in the middle mm-hmm. and that's that and that's the problem like i mean christian to christian other mm-hmm. people may be, may be following it but that's i think that's one of the problems with christians mm-hmm. is that they'll try to like appease other people that they that disagree with them because they still want to reach them you mm-hmm. know what i mean because like, what really matters is that jesus died on the cross for you all this other stuff that's yeah. like you know we can't even who knows like it doesn't matter you know what i mean yeah and it's like you could say that but when you're saying something that is that is untrue mm-hmm. that isn't that and you're trying to and you're trying to side with some somebody that it's taking something as fact you're not following truth yes you know what i mean and, and that's literally what science is it's, it's like you're trying to find the truth in all these things as for, as unfortunate as it is um i have kind of the take on it which is uh 
if you look at Jesus's travels when he was teaching, etc., mm-hmm. like everyone called him a good teacher, etc. He was an awesome teacher from all the references from the Bible. It says even when he was a kid, he went to you know the temple and like had all these teachers sitting around just amazed at what this kid was saying, yeah. that sort of thing. He's since he was little was great at teaching and talking yeah it gave mary um, hell like, dude <laughs> she's trying to sell to him he's all like yo i'm gonna like, peace mom <laughs> yeah but when it actually came down to it when he actually started talking and you look at where he traveled he'd go to a place talk for a little while people would go you're awesome and like start coming together then he'd piss off someone and he'd leave because they didn't like the truth and he'd yep. leave and go somewhere else and he would just stay in like certain places for a while until the people around there were just so upset by the truth that he just would leave and go somewhere else. And that's and it, didn't, it wasn't it was Jesus who, who who coined the phrase you know don't throw pearls to the swine right? Yes, that was yeah. absolutely him. That was um, was it was it Sermon on the Mount I believe that he talked about that. Yeah, I need to re- I need to reread I need to reread too, dude. <laughs> yeah, um, is is I was just remembering off the top of my head. I, I think it was Serpent on the Mount or mm-hmm. uh, Serpent on the Mount. Uh, on the wow. Blasphemy. Wow. Well, I'll see myself out. <laughs> serpent. The serpent on this mouth. I'm sure yeah. that's what the Pharisees said. <laughs> I'm sure that is exactly what they said. But Jesus didn't hold back. He was he said, This is the truth. You're doing it wrong. And he at some level he didn't just go. Okay, well, you know, this is this is what you believe. This is what you. Or not even that you're doing it wrong. It's just like you're misconstruing what it is. Or, or he even just would say you're missing the point. Yes, that's that's definitely a better. Word um, that, yeah. actually, one of my favorite ones that he, he said did, he wasn't there to destroy the law. He said he was there to fulfill it. Yes, and actually, that's exactly where I was going. Where you're with going that. with Thank it. Thank yeah. you, because one of my favorite passages he has is um, I'm trying to remember the reference for it now. But Jesus was talking. He said, "All of the law." is fulfilled in these two things which is treat your neighbor as yourself and uh love god etc cetera, etc cetera. i'm trying to remember the reference and now i'm just gonna have to look it up i i was listening to this one uh this one like lecture service uh, yes this uh no yesterday and this uh this pastor said that there was this time there's this in matthew mm-hmm. um him and his apostles are walking through a wheat field on mm-hmm. the sabbath right yeah and you're not supposed to like eat on the Sabbath, right? No. And so work or eat or anything like that. Yeah. And so the Pharisees are like watching them. Like yeah, for some reason, like they, apparently they had nothing else better to do but to spy on them mm-hmm. and his people, you know, because they thought that he was challenging him. He was going to try to prop himself up as king. You know what I yeah. mean? Like there's a, a power struggle. A lot of people struggle. did. Yeah. Even his own apostles were arguing over like who was going to sit at his right hand in his Yeah, because that was what their idea. That's what, the, That's what the, everyone they, thought. But everyone could think that because they weren't they weren't thinking outside of the material world that they're living in. Mm-hmm. And when they when you hear king back then, when you heard king, you're like, okay, like King David, you know, and Solomon, you're like, you're great kings, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so his apostles are walking with them. They're in a wheat field and they start like just just gradually like they pick the tops of the of the wheat. And then they like you know put it in their mouth. They're hungry. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And they're I all actually like, just accidentally stumbled across the passage you're talking about. Oh, that's crazy. Matthew 12. At the time Jesus was walking through some grain fields on the Sabbath, his disciples were hungry, so they began dra- breaking off some heads of grain and eating them. Yep. But some Pharisees saw them doing this and protested. Look, your disciples are breaking the law by harvesting grain on the Sabbath. And Jesus said, "Haven't you read in the scriptures what David did when he and his companions were hungry?" He went into the house of God, and he and his companions broke the law by eating the sacred loaves of bread. Yep. Like, 
But later on in that, mm-hmm. he goes into the like the church, basically the the what what did they call it back then? What was it like a the synagogue? The synagogue, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he went up, he went into the synagogue, and then there was this uh, man there um, mm-hmm. that had like a, a like a withered hand, right? So he was like deformed in a way, and um, and he's about to heal him or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the Pharisees are like, "Hey, man, like." You can't be like, like, what was the question that they posed to him? They said, um, you can't do anything like that or mm-hmm. any kind of work like on the Sabbath or whatever. And he said, Hey, like if you're, if you have a, like a, a goat that is in a pit, sheep. a sheep that's in it, that's in a, that's in a, like a mud pit mm-hmm. and it's on the Sabbath. Like, are you going to pull that pit, like that, that thing out? Mm-hmm. Cause that's considered work, yeah. you know? And they were like, they didn't know what to say because they were like, yeah, some of them have done stuff like that. It's like, mm-hmm. well, this is a necessity. This is a need. This needs to, this needs to happen. I need mm-hmm. to save it. And he says, don't you think that this man is more valuable than a sheep? Mm-hmm. And then he tells the man, hold out your hand. Yeah. And then he holds out his hand and then he like, it's, it's healed. It's the same as his other hand. Mm-hmm. Like, it's exactly the same as his other hand. And, um, and, that, and then they, they kind of talked more about like how the man that he was talking about, like they're shunned because in their culture... Mm-hmm. Back then, it was like, this is like a generational curse. It's like the sins of my fathers, the sins of my grandfathers, and this is why I have this deformity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This is why I have this affliction. And the only way to kind of like get rid of it would be to sacrifice annually or, you know, weekly or however like they do sacrifices to go to the synagogue and sacrifice like a goat or a sheep, you know? And that's probably why the man was there. Mm-hmm. He wasn't begging. He was there to make a sacrifice. Yeah. And and no one in that in the culture at that time nobody would even like look at people like that Mm -hmm. because it was like they were like a blight on society you know what i mean and jesus like went home zoned right into him to to affirm the point is like dude like every person is valuable Mm -hmm. and so that's just that's that's fulfilling that was the fulfilling word Mm -hmm. you know so that they were getting it all wrong like he said before like you're missing the point. Yeah, I'm trying to find that passage, and I was gonna just Google on my phone, and I left my phone in the car. <laughs> oh, it's fine, dude. Yeah, but this is the. I mean, I, I get it. Like, why a lot of a lot of people don't like the idea of of uh, of religion. Mm-hmm. I personally don't like the word religion because I think that it has a lot of negative connotations when it comes to oh, sure. when it comes when it, when it has a lot of negative connotations when it comes to a religious power you know what I'm saying kind of like how the catholic church is more of like the last say when it comes to a lot of big big ticket items in in like the in like Rome and in I don't know if it's in England or not but like they used it used to have the Catholic Church used to be like the main power like to kings mm-hmm. and stuff you know yeah I don't think that's the way it's supposed to be no at all Paul talks about that a lot he's like this isn't about power it's about an individual relationship you're supposed to have God mm-hmm. and all these people they they, they started sancti- like sanctifying and like people and being all like yeah they're bones or an item of cloth or anything like that. Mm-hmm. There was a symbolic nature of like the woman that was running and trying to touch Jesus's mm-hmm. cloth because yeah. that was the that was a perception that she had. Yeah, she wasn't thought, the reality. Like, if I can only touch this, I'll yeah. be healed. And he said it was by your faith. 
Correct. It wasn't by you touching my garment that mm-hmm. you were healed. Correct. Because it's like, that's not how it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, the, but the church went on because they wanted power. They wanted power over the people. Mm-hmm. And they, they've recognized how powerful this, uh, this religion can be. And a lot of other people, like, uh, for instance, like the Mormon church and Joseph Smith, he thought he was like, dude, this 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 stuff is powerful, man. Like these people are really du- dutiful, really dutiful in in following, you know, Christianity and following the Bible. What if I add on some stuff for my own benefit? You know what I mean? And he did. Mm-hmm. And no one could touch the no one could see the four tablets of gold or the little little like globe thing that he had with it that he had to look in he had to use the globe look into mm-hmm. a hat to read and then recite what he what he was reading to somebody that authored it and then when like that the dude had it all like transcribed or whatever mm-hmm. and then they like they lost it and he's like well we just got to write another one because i can't re- replicate that you know what mm-hmm. i mean but he wasn't big he could replicate it he said that god told me that i shouldn't even you know replicate that i'm just gonna move on to the next tablet you know and it was just so like ugh, it's just yeah people will use religion mm-hmm. and that's why i don't like religion i think they stop focusing on like the religious aspect and start focusing on the personal and individual aspect um looking for the actual reference from jesus said it oh there we go matthew 22 right. i'm trying to find the reference that i was trying to look up because this is another one that i love talking about but been too long since I actually looked up that passage, so I couldn't remember the reference. But here we go. Matthew twenty-two. Where is this? Did you get it? I think so. And there we go. So, is the most important question, it's one that the Pharisees like to discuss a lot, and we can find that in their writings and stuff, which was basically like, what's the most important rule they had? And they had thousands of them at that point. Yeah, dude. Because they wrote them themselves because it made them feel important. And, um, see, they said, um, or, let's just start in verse 5. One of them, an expert in religious law, tried to trap him with this question. Teacher, what is the most commandment? What is the most important commandment? in the law of Moses. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. And it's interesting because you look back throughout all the rest of the Bible and you go, okay, well, here's all the stuff that God says we need to do, etc. But if you just sit down, go through Leviticus and everything. They all stem from those two. Yes. Yeah. Hundred percent. Mm-hmm. And people were really mad about that, but you know, it's it's funny because people just go, okay, well, here's all these rules, here's all this power we have because we said this and this and this. You're missing the point. Yeah. The point is have a relationship with God. Don't hurt other people. Yeah. Yeah. You got to love other people because if you love God, mm-hmm. and God is love, and God loves every person. Mm-hmm. And right? every man then, is made in the image of God. That's why it's first. That's why he said, but he still said equally important. Because yes. the first one is if you do have a relationship with God, you love him with all your heart, then you automatically will love other people. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you're walking with them. Mm-hmm. You're hand in hand. You have his heart within mm-hmm. you. And you'll have the heart of God for other people. So if you if you if you say you're walking with God and then you you're not loving other people, mm-hmm. then you're not walking with God anymore. Yeah. You know, you're walking on your own. You let mm-hmm. go of his hand. That's basically what I think that he was saying. Yeah. And people could challenge that, but I think that's pretty self evident. You know what I mean? It's not that hard. Everything else basically falls in a line. Like like and I was saying this the other night. I was like, there's a surrender aspect that it, it really hurt. That it's really hard for people. Mm-hmm. But it's like, how much do we actually have control of ourselves and the life that's around us? If you really think about it, we're Not living a, a very, lot. we're living a very good life right now. Oh, like we, like that's why the the rules to us are just kind of like, oh, we don't even think about mm-hmm. them. But we're already controlled in multiple ways. Yeah, we're controlled by society. We're controlled by the laws that we have. But they're like. We don't have to think about him because we already know our, our we we know our lane. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we 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 get it. You yeah. know, and it, and it works, especially in the West. You know what I'm saying? Like it works. So when it comes to is like, well, we already got it figured out. Mm-hmm. That's that's the that's the mentality I think that people are having. Yeah. But we also have because we have all this nice stuff. Depression is at it's all time high since mm-hmm. ever recorded. Hundred percent suicide all time high ever recorded growing not depleting. Like, yeah. it's not a, you know, up and down. It's a steady climb. You know what I mean? For the most part. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a little bit of dips here and there. The smaller, the more. I bet I think that mm-hmm. year by year. Is that total number or just like per capita? Let's say per capita. Okay. Uh, but I mean, I'll look, we'll look at the charts after yeah. this. Because I, I, if I'm wrong on that, then I want to be corrected. Yeah. But I do know that it has been growing. That's mm-hmm. something that I can, that I can basically oh, put my I, finger on. I would... I don't doubt it, and actually. It's, and it's mainly focused, like, in the West. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's because, like, we've been so privileged in mm-hmm. this that we don't have to think about it. And now we're starting to prop ourselves up as as essentially gods of our own mm-hmm. of our own making. Yeah. But we don't do anything anymore. And, and, like, outside of religion, our biggest fear that people are commonly scared of is what if we make something that tries to kill us? Yeah. Like, like it's AI the most stuff, classic, yeah. you know, trope of any movie ever is some AI wakes up and starts killing people. Yeah. Why do you think they would kill people? That's the other question. That's, That's that a is big the other question. question. It's a yeah. big question. Why do you think people would kill... Uh, why, why, why would AI why would think we're unworthy? Yeah. Why are we unworthy to live? Like, some people have said, well, it's because of, like, the environment and everything mm-hmm. like that. Um, and other people have said, well, it's because the human condition is purely based off of malevolence and mm-hmm. that we're basically a lost cause. You know? I mean, yeah, um, that is true. That's some one thing that uh, it's one of those uncomfortable truths that people aren't willing to um, deal with is the Bible says there, there, there's no one good, not one. No, only like, one that was good was Jesus, man. Correct. Yep. And it's it's one of those uncomfortable truths of like, no, 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 I'm, I'm a good person. No, no, you have sinned against God. Yeah. Well, I mean, level. I think the best way, because like to make it feel like it's not like condemnation and judgment yeah as far as like you know mm-hmm. us whenever like because you, you hear that a lot especially mm-hmm. in churches so oh, like, they're, all, they're all sinners you know yeah. what i mean like well here's the deal like you got to define what sin is you know like i think jordan peterson said that uh, the way it was defined um and translated how it actually is defined the sin is missing the mark yes so it's like even if you're a little bit off from a long mm-hmm. distance and well, you're pulling that thing back and you're just a little bit off, and you miss the target just by a hair, you still didn't hit the target. Well, you the know origin I mean? of the word sin is actually Roman. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it 
begins in the New Testament. It doesn't exist in the Old Testament. It just says you've done something wrong. Go do this to atone for your sins, essentially. Yeah. Um, but it was a term used for archers. Yep. Taking aim at a target. Exactly. And there'd be a guy, literally just a spotter out there, and they take aim, shoot a target, and if they miss, they'd hear someone call back, "Hey, that was a sin. You missed. You didn't hit your mark." Yep. And I think that the the definition biblically, and that is anything that separates you from God, mm-hmm. because anything that is not pure, that is not good. Because whenever mm-hmm. God created the earth, He said, "I created these things and I call them good." Yeah. Right. So anything that is like, that is not good, mm-hmm. right, would be considered a sin. Yeah. And you and you can do these things not like because like you like are malicious and intense sometimes. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it's not like a it shouldn't be looked at as a condemnation. No. There is a hierarchy of sin, I believe. Mm-hmm. That's why that's why I liked the idea um, of the translation when the Roman translation of missing a mark because you can just barely miss it and then you can shoot all the way up into the forest you know what mm-hmm. i mean and miss it by miles and i think those are like the most heinous so there's like a hierarchy in levels mm-hmm. you know so um that's why i think that it's really it's really important for people that are that are looking at the bible as you know just a set of rules mm-hmm. and condemnation and judgment on their life but i think there's another aspect that people just don't want to t- take responsibility for themselves yeah. because they that's where the relativists uh, idea came in and then and nihilism set in mm-hmm. was that everything is relative morality is relative yeah. truth is relative and like that is the most illogical thing i've ever heard in my life mm-hmm. it's it it doesn't make any logical sense and no. it cannot be that because the know? concept of, of truth is relative well it is just one of those things of like well i don't think i should have like i i don't think i have a certain amount of money on against my credit card so I don't. No, you definitely do. There yeah. are hard facts in the world. Yeah, there's an objective truth. There's, mm-hmm. an, there's an absolute truth. And I believe there is an absolute truth in all things, whether the, the fact that we don't know mm-hmm. doesn't mean that oh, it's relative. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what a lot of people is like, well, when they, because I had this debate with somebody, um, it, was a, it was a few months back, mm-hmm. and she was a relativist. Okay. And yeah. she said, like, well, and she, so she put in a moral quandary. Okay. You know, and it's one of the classic ones, you know, and I was sitting there trying to think about it, you know, and I think I, I think I figured out the real, like, the morality in it, because it was like, it was a no-win situation, basically. Mm-hmm. It's like, like there was there was one i think i've actually talked about this one that i can actually remember it wasn't the one that she posed mm. but it was a, a pregnant woman like you're in a in a cove right okay cove caves in a pregnant woman is stuck they like you, but they can't get her out you can't pull her out and she's pregnant right yeah she's on fa- she's facing the outside she gets to see the outside right yeah. she can still hear and talk with the people that are inside but they, this one person or they all had like sticks of dynamites for this exact situation you know in case the cave in you know right so they have like lighter stick of dynamite the only way to get out before the before the tide comes in would be to blow up this wall but they can't get her out so what do you do Mm-hmm. right do you kill her to save the many and the first thing that they said whenever they were like yeah just sorry dude I'm, you know i gotta be cold but i gotta save my people you know what i mean i was like well what's the what's the what's the answer to that it's like a no-one situation yeah. like well the question is does she still die if you don't blow up the wall but i mean let, let's say the implication was yes like she's well and that, no she actually doesn't i guess oh, the implication okay. that i put was 
No, she'll live. Like, sure, her legs will be dangling out of water and everything. And then other people will come and check on the wall and be like, oh, like, what the heck, dude? Are you all right? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, but I want to get away from the whole dilemma real quick because the, the fact that she was asking that question was saying, like, well, in a, in a no-win situation like that, how do you know what is the mm-hmm. absolute truth, the objective truth in morality to do that? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I was like, but you're... That isn't proving a rel- that relativism is mm-hmm. true. It That's shows just saying, that because we are it's really difficult for know. me to find the absolute truth within that situation. Correct. Doesn't mean that it, there is no absolute truth in that situation. And I tried to come up with an idea. I was like, okay, well, I think that it has to deal with sacrifice too. Yeah. Because like that's to me, I consider that two lives. That's why they had the pregnant woman who was pregnant. <laughs> so she's there's a potential life right yeah. there, or there is life, but it's not it's not been birthed into this world yeah. yet. You know, that we can see and interact with, mm-hmm. you know. And so I was like, if it was me and I was trying to put myself into the person who had the sticks of dynamite and that mm-hmm. was propped up as like, you get to choose, homie, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, at first I was thinking, well, I make a poll and have everybody else and unanimous decision. And then I was like, I don't want to go the, de- the, the democracy, democracy route no. because it's not it's not a good way of doing it because everyone's scared for their life. I think it came down to the choice that I made was if I'm going to choose to blow this girl up and if she agrees that she she's okay with that. I'm assuming the scenario is they don't want you to be able to talk to her. Yeah. So yeah. I was thinking if she doesn't agree of us blowing up this wall, then I'm not blowing it up. If she does agree, then I'm going to be right there with her. Mm. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go too. Do you see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because if I'm going to be willing to blow her up to save myself, mm-hmm. that's not right. I think that I need to be able to have that same level of sacrifice because I'm the one who has to make that ultimate decision to do that. Well, it's, you know what I mean? It's but that was me, and I'm sure there's yeah. a lot of different ways. Oh, there's ways, a lot of different ways to But I that. don't think that that is the closest thing that I could, uh, I could constrapulate mm-hmm. to a decision of what would be the most moral way of doing mm-hmm. it. And then I started thinking about after. So if I did that and then I blew myself up with her and she agreed to that sacrifice to save everybody else, how would that impact everybody versus me just sticking the top dynamite, blowing her up and then we're all free? You know, what are the what are the psychological, spiritual implications of that event? Yeah, because I mean, it's it's the concept of survival skill. It's seen a lot within a lot of actually very commonly within veterans, obviously, because on time someone will die and you'll make it out and yeah like, all right, and a lot of times they didn't really have a choice or oh, it was yeah. things were happening so fast they did heinous things but they didn't have time to actually think about the moral mm-hmm. dilemmas within that mm-hmm. and that's why they are struggling with that yes. you know what i mean and and then i've had a question about that too it's like well what do you do about those people should they they've created moral sins you know what i mean they've murdered people mm-hmm. and i was like there's a lot of different nuances there. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Things are a lot more complex. You know, mm-hmm. were they ordered to do it? Things were crazy. You know, you had to do these things or you felt at the time that you had to do these things. You didn't have time to stop and think about it because this is a really complex situation. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where grace comes in. And that's in the Bible. Yes. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a level of grace that's like, listen, we know you're not going to be able to do everything right. right. I know you're flawed. You're like always going to sin. And that's you know that's, I mean? that's exactly what it's talking about. Stop like focusing so much on the sin. Focus like, on the redemption. Yeah, there's there's no one that's good. So, like, there's no real point to that. So why don't you just work on improving yourself and improving the people around you? 
and trusting to grace beyond that. And that's as a level of surrender. Yeah. Because you see what I'm saying? Like going back to your example of like taking a shot at, at the target mm-hmm. and missing by a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or just taking a shot off into the woods just, you know, completely behind you just ignoring And you have the to be intentional yeah. to do that. You There's know a what mean? difference like between the grace that covers the person who makes an effort and misses. Yeah. And the person who just goes maliciously Well, I'm saying. already going to miss. Yeah. And I think that that's what I'm af- I'm afraid of is that people are starting to become that that I'm just going to miss. Who cares? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. You know, there is no Oh, that's that's not new. There's no order. I I know it's not new, but yeah. I think that it's maybe Re- it's gone in a race. resurgent. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think that in the twentieth century you saw like the, the worst of the mm-hmm. worst, you know, like millions and millions of people died. Millions of people died in Soviet Russia. Millions of people died in Mao's China. And I think like I don't know thou- in, in the thousands, like hundreds of thousands in, in uh Nazi Germany, right? Mm-hmm. And even now we've still got wars going on all over yeah, the place got, where people are yeah, dying. Micro wars, like uh I don't know because like, yeah. we don't really talk about things that are outside of us. I mean, I mean, there's still the Ukraine war going on. That one's still skirmishes and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and that's why I mean, Ukraine is being brought up again. Mm-hmm. You know, with all like the Biden stuff and you know we we've mm-hmm. been playing with them. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you, we they're they're in a rock they're they're in between a rock and a hard place, man. Like they, so like we're their allies, so they rely on us. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, they're gonna take bribes, dude. Like, whatever, just get us the money and give us the military support. But back in the day, uh, and now I'm getting political, mm. like, Obama just sent care packages, dude. <laughs> like, Trump was the only one that was all like, all right, here you go, some, you know, air, to air uh, ground to air, like, mm-hmm. missiles. Like, here's some, yeah, service to air. Yeah. Like, here's some stuff that you can actually use to deter mm-hmm. this this threat, yeah. you know, on your borders. And I mean, I, but I, I, th- I really think, sorry to go back to oh, yeah, go like society as a whole. I think that people are starting to be like either highly pessimistic that the world just sucks because that's all they're told mm-hmm. is the bad stuff. Yes. We don't focus on the good well, because that's... the mainstream media only tells us about the bad. And that's all that we ever... gets attention. Yeah. Because it's, it's so clicky. Mm-hmm. It's so clickbaity. And, and I think that that's bad. Like, I think people need to start, start taking a step back well, and it, start looking at you, yourself, your family. Focus yeah. on you. And that's what Jordan Peterson was saying. I know I, I talk a lot about mm-hmm. Jordan Peterson. But he said, um, he was talking about this when it comes to social justice mm-hmm. and, like, these, like, environmental issues, like, these big, big macro issues and, like, these activists that are going out and, you know, protesting mm-hmm. and all that. He said, like, I think the better thing to do is to focus on being the best person that you can be Mm-hmm. learning as much as you can about yourself and then branching out be an expert in your your community mm-hmm. be an expert in the town yeah. the state then you can be an expert in the country well, but this... you can't just be like I'm an expert in the world yeah no like you can't just go from I'm a kid mm-hmm. that had, that literally doesn't know anything uh, whose biggest aspiration is growing up, which is, is yeah. going to be his biggest regret, most likely. But instead of focusing on me, I'm going to focus on this huge issue that I know nothing about mm-hmm. that is highly complex, mm-hmm. whether it be political, environmental, any, all that. And just first thing that somebody says, we're, we're marching against this. You know what I mean? And, like, the whole deal is, like, like marching against, like, poverty. is like, obviously no one likes poverty. Mm-hmm. No one wants poverty. So, yeah. like, what are you marching for nothing? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like there's always going to be people that are on the bottom. 
Yeah. No, and it doesn't matter what kind of society because you're never going to be able to create a utopia. We live yeah. in a fallen world. That's mm-hmm. even well known outside of Christianity. It's yeah. like, yeah, this this world kind of sucks. You know what I mean? Like, there's never it's never going to be perfect, but we can try to limit undue suffering. Yes. As much as possible, and that's what the West has tried to do. Mm-hmm. But it was predicated on Judeo-Christian values. Yes. Which is mm-hmm. the sovereign individual. Which is no small, that's no small thing, dude. Like, that's, and we're, we've forgotten it. <laughs> but, but I can't think of any other way to put it. Yeah. And that, that's where I'm thinking, and that's from start at the individual. Mm-hmm. And you can think about these other things. Yeah. But don't just be like, okay, I think this, therefore this is true. Yeah, I think. Because now you're getting rid of the scientific. Because the science, it has to, it the science is important you can't be a christian and still think that science is dumb because we still use science we use a scientific method in our own personal lives yeah like even just like when you're a child just we a child at a base level uses a scientific method because the child goes okay i want to go grab that cookie scientific method says i want to go grab the cookie you're going to try it then you're going to get slapped on the butt because your um, mom said you can't have the cookies well that theory just failed Scientific yeah. method, right there. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that I can go get this cookie, and I'm going to test it. Yeah, 100%. and I tested it, and it failed. Science does work. Just the yeah. problem is, is it's not infallible. And then he'll keep testing it if he <laughs> keeps doing <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keeps replicating the test, <laughs> yeah, and then if he if he gets it more often than not, <laughs> overwhelmingly, he'll have it. He'll have it. Like, now I know it. how this works within this specific situation. Yeah. Mom has to be watching her show, yes. Oprah. And the, the levels have to be at the, these parameters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they do yeah. that, though, but they don't yeah. know, They don't understand the terminology, they but they still that. do it. We yeah. still do it in our own lives. And that's, that's why, like, even Christians that are, like, like, you need to, you need to start reading. You mm. need to start, you need to stop discrediting everything that isn't what the pastor says. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not saying the pastor is wrong. I'm saying that you're, you're conflating a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're becoming extremists. It's like the, uh, in Paul... I don't know exactly where it is. All right. He says, we have a responsibility to know why we believe what we believe in the hope that we hold. Yes. Right? Always be ready to give a defense for the hope that is within you, there you with go. meekness and fear. Yes. That is a call to knowledge. That mm. is a call to knowledge and the hope, the spirit that you mm-hmm. have. Yeah. And when someone asks, you say, like, it's just Jesus, man. Like, yeah. that's not an answer, man. Yeah. Like, like um, okay, well, who is Jesus? To, sorry, he wrote letters to Timothy, but, you know, I read those a lot because same name uh, yeah, yeah right <laughs> um, he, a lot of what he wrote to Timothy about was you know it was as some of it was like some just like general life stuff but one of the main things that he focused on throughout was like hey st- be studying be learning be trying to like improve yourself on all these different topics and encourage other people to be studying be learning and to help improve people around you and that was his focus was like if you're studying and trying to improve yourself and trying to improve the people around you you're going to improve things as a whole yeah you're, you're going to improve yourself yeah and then that'll rip there's a ripple effect mm-hmm. you know because people are going to be and we've heard this and like whenever i was growing up is like when people see the hope that you have mm-hmm. they're going to want to know what is that yes you know, why does this person have um, that yeah well you have to have Matthew, an answer yeah you know what i mean it's um uh, oh, it's in matthew somewhere um, which is um, when they see the the hope that's within you, they'll uh, praise 
God, your father, or something along those lines. Yeah. And so, the, and I've said this is my biggest criticism with, with church. And mm-hmm. there was a long time that I was like, I don't even, uh, I don't mess with church anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, at all. Because I think that it gets very bureaucratic. It gets very divisive. Okay. And, um, and uh, the bigger a church will grow, mm-hmm. the more focus will be less on the community and more on the buildings mm-hmm. and the infrastructure and, you know, all these flashy lights and yeah. flashy all these things, you know, which no, those aren't inherently bad. It's no, kind of like the idea of like, bad. you know, like m- money is evil. It's, like, it's not evil. It's what you do with the money or your idealization yeah. of money when you yeah. make that your idol. And I think that, that that is something that is a problem with the church. My, my biggest issue with the church is more the church goers because like I'll grab that Bible off of my counter, go into the service, put it on my lap, listen to a sermon, come back, put it back on my desk, never opened it and just be like stamp my I'm a good person card. And I've said that all the time. It's like, that's not good. You don't no. do that. You, you, you should not do that. Like if a, if a pastor says like, like a specific verse, mm-hmm. right? Why don't you read the verses context within the chapter within yeah. the book a whole as a yeah. whole? Because a lot of things, like a lot of things, it's like it's like we do this inside uh, mm-hmm. on the news all the time. They'll take a clip out of something, yeah, completely out of context, oh, yeah. and put that on the headline. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But you didn't read the whole thing. You just you know? read this thing. You read that one headline, and then you start commenting on it. I was talking about this. Uh, this uh, it's like a social experiment. Somebody created a fake. You know how on Facebook they have that little border thing, and you can click on it. It has a headline, right? And it was when you opened it up, it was blank. Mm-hmm. But the headline had something to do about race or something like that. And then it's just comment after comment after comment after comment. Yeah, this is BS. You know what I mean? Or I was there and all this completely fictitious. Mm-hmm. But it was like you read a headline and then you formed an opinion and you raged against it mm-hmm. or for it or yeah. whatever. And people were debating and back and forth or arguing with each other back and forth. There was nothing in the article. It was blank. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a problem. <laughs> like, very much a problem. If everyone became more studious and started looking into things. And like if you're going to object against any kind of religion vehemently, know a little bit about yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Look at every single, like you said before. Like I was talking about before. I don't know if I said that on the podcast. Steel Manning that mm-hmm. I heard from Brett Weinstein. Yeah, you, um, you, you mentioned it yeah. just before we started recording. So, so the straw man mm-hmm. is is when you you take you're trying to put words in someone's mouth, or yeah, you're over does. you're over like you're conflating something. So like so because I like, say I'm a conservative, I must be a racist and a Nazi. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, or a fascist, or something like that. Yeah, that you you hear that kind of stuff a lot, right? And I'm using that for yeah. reference. Yep, that would be straw man. You know, because there are people on the on the like the alt right, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, the far right that are like that. Mm-hmm. And I've met a few people and it blew me away. I was like, what? Yeah, what? I was it's, following you guys for wild. a second. And then, yo, like <laughs> what? Like it was it was insane. And I was like, I didn't even know where to start. I was like, yo, like you guys are like that's that is Hitler level stuff. Like they're like eugenists and stuff like that. But anyway. I'm getting like a little off topic there. Okay. The steel man argument is look at the things that you don't necessarily agree with, or whether it be in an individual, interpersonal like um, debate with one other person before you go into it. L- like make their argument as strong as possible to you before you even have their argument. Mm-hmm. So every point that they could potentially ever make, and then like really articulate it as 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 detailed as you can from their perspective. Yeah. 
and every point that seems that seems valid on the surface but you believe that it's not yeah. and then then after you do all those you make all those bullet points of every single point that they're probably going to make on that you know then you can start answering those yeah with your own points but first you should steel man the arguments that of their arguments mm-hmm. before you start writing your rebuttals yeah that's the that that's how you become the best debater ever is to look at ever look at what they're going to throw at you mm-hmm. what points they're going to potentially make and um yeah i think that, that that's that's what people need to start doing yeah they need to start looking at things from other people's perspectives and like any even broad perspectives and i think they need to do that for religion and i think it's really really conf- like it's really complex because there's a lot even in the christian church there's mm-hmm. so many different subcategories that people go off on that they want to f- emphasize and focus on me mm-hmm. being um non-denominational it's like you know, what's in that yeah you know what i mean and i'm gonna i'll even go as deep as looking into like we said like like the roman uh, word sin mm-hmm. like e- going even deeper to see like this doesn't really make sense what is the literal like translation of this mm-hmm. and start looking into this verse or this chapter yeah. and what it was actually saying and try to like it's just that's mm-hmm. stu- that's study that's yeah. what study is mm-hmm. and when you're supposed to study the bible and if you have qualms about the bible start doing that that's yeah. steel man you, you know, know what's what I mean? funny um so I was I was homeschooled from like basically right up until I went to college first time I actually sat oh, down really? in the classroom was in college it was, yeah, I was up until fifth grade, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so my dad was like, all right, I want, like, all of my kids to have a really great science curriculum. So he actually helped, like, pick out science curriculum and everything. We wound up with this really great one, and um, he wrote all of the science textbooks for that I went through, through all of everything, and he was a creationist. Well, I had to do a writing paper or something or another, and I had to interview someone, and I chose him. I wanted to interview him for some reason. So my mom actually emailed him, and he was like, yeah, sure, why not? Like, just email me the questions. I'll give you some responses. You can just, you know, write, say, like, doing an essential virtual email, uh, virtual interview with him. Yeah. One of the questions I asked was like, well, you know, how did you become a creationist? Like, how did you start getting into this? And he goes, oh, I was an evolutionist. I'm like, wait, what? He was an evolutionist. Yeah. Like currently? No, he was. He, he was. started as one. Yeah, you start one. Yeah, he started as one and basically went, well, all of this stuff, like all these creationists are talking about, it's all out of, you know, their Bible. So he actually did exactly that. He still made He took a Bible and started reading it. Went, went to church and was like, all right, what are these people actually talking about? I went, wait, this makes sense. And actually, instead of winding up with the result of, all right, well, here's why I think it's wrong. Here's why I think it's legitimately right. Here's yeah. why I think I'm incorrect. So taking that Steelman approach, it can also lead to people being more open to be going, hey, I might be wrong. Yeah. And that's, and that, that's when it goes back to what we were saying before, that that's a scary thing for people. Oh, it's terrifying. Because once you, because you have to unlearn something that's painful. It's like yes. physically painful because you're, you're kind of like lost. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you're lost for a long time. And you're like, is that really? I've been living my life this way with mm-hmm. this point of view for the longest time. Yeah. And that's happens to, that happens to me on smaller levels. Like I had this one podcast and I was talking about dating. Okay. And I was, and, and this is before I was even going into like the differences um, at the extremes between the sexes mm-hmm. and the way that they approach relationships and the okay. way they approach like dating and everything like that. And, um, and I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go on multiple dates with girls and everything like that. 
And uh, not like I cho- choose one or anything like that, but I kind of did it on like the bachelor style. Mm. And I was like, women do that all the time. They go on, they, they do dates like that all the time. And why? So it's like, if you want equality, then it was like, then I'm going to do it too. Why is, why is it bad for me to do it and not good for you? And then I started looking into, for one, the science of it, mm-hmm. you know, as far as the mentality. And there's, there's biology as a, as, a, as a part of that too, you know? Like, for instance, men, we can, like, let's see, like, I guess I'm trying to find a really graceful way of putting that. We can inseminate up until, like, you know, like, pretty much until we die, mm-hmm. right? Women, they have that, they, everyone's heard of that biological clock, right? So in your in your 20s, um, what women tend to do on a general level, right? This is general. There's outliers. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying this is every single woman. They tend to go for status and competence, mm-hmm. security. Yeah. And, you know, then there's attractiveness in there as well. Men are mainly about attractiveness first, you know, but that's not everyone. But, like, we see attractiveness because we're visual. Mm-hmm. So we see that's why we like boobs. That's why we like butts. Like, because, like, you know, you know the birthing hips. It's, it's really cringy to talk about, but it's actually yeah. true. There's, 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 there's absolute biological evidence for this. This is fact. Mm-hmm. And that's where the that's where the differences are on the biological level and so the mentalities that we take is trying to make ourselves worthy of mm-hmm. the the best woman that we can find mm-hmm. you know what i mean and women are we're racking and stacking you know what i mean they're they're doing that subconsciously or consciously and so there's a different dynamic within that and so and women want to they need to feel valued and if you're going out and dating multiple women, taking them to the same restaurant over and over again, Where, that's not right. Yeah, where's, where's yeah. the personal value? There, there is no value. You're you're devaluing every time you do that. So pick one mm-hmm. and stick with it. You know what I mean? Be attractive to multiple people, yeah. but pick one. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so anyway, that, that I had to change my tune. And I was all like, man, dude, that's, that's crazy. Because I thought that I was like, I thought I was right. I was like, yo, that's, that's equal, right? Mm-hmm. But we're not equal in, in that sense. We're not. They're, even if it's a small percentage, we're still not equal. And that small percentage at the extremes is actually pretty extreme. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. men and women are more alike than we are different. Yeah. But if you, like, I think that, uh, yeah, and back to Jordan Peterson, he said this. He said, like, if you took, if you took um, 100 of the most violent people in the world, mm-hmm. he's like, 100% of the time, the most violent person out of that 100 would be a man, right? But it's usually, it's actually more 60 40, mm-hmm. right? Men and women, okay? And that's, and you can do that across a lot of different levels and of analysis. And you can do the same, like, you could do the same thing when it comes to like uh, emotional or like ne- you know, negative emotion, high trait and negative emotions, so like depression mm-hmm. and all that. Like, women at the extreme if you found the most depressed or the most like one, the highest negative emotion, mm-hmm. it would, it would be like 100% out of the hundred that the, the highest would be a woman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But men commit more suicide. They have a higher suicide rate. And then you have to figure out where does that come from? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's just really interesting mm-hmm. that, you know, I like when you get corrected, it was like, wow, man, like I was way off the mark. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, I always assumed that I was right. But yeah. I had to relearn that. But that's why I think conversation is so good. But conversation with an open mind, mm-hmm. you know, is something that we're lacking right now. 
yeah. think that I think that the the vast majority of Americans are pretty like reasonable people. I think that what we hear, uh, it's the unreasonable people that are the loudest. Oh, hundred percent. They they are actually the fastest minority. to respond mm-hmm. um, because they're already ready to respond. Mm-hmm. When you're more open to something, you're more likely to just go, okay, well, this is interesting. Let me take my time. Let, yeah. let me go home and think about this. Mm-hmm. Not let me go out and start yelling about it. Yeah. There was uh, something my psychology professor just told us, uh, a book that he recommended. He was uh, like, uh, he was, uh, it was like, it was about, what was the title of the book? It was like, think fast, think slow or something like that. Mm-hmm. Fast thinking, slow thinking. Or, or it was something it was titled something like that it was basically it's like when to slow down mm-hmm. and when to think fast you know and the things that are broader scope mm. you need to slow down yeah right um the things that are like basically immediate danger you need to think fast yeah you know i guess against you or you know there's mm-hmm. and there's some time of aggression you need to be able to think fast in that situation. Yeah. And you kind of have to mentally prepare yourself to be able to do that so you don't think too slow in that situation. But here's the things that you really need to start thinking slow on. Yeah. When it comes the, to like the philosophical You start questions. getting into the territory of um, what's the line? A, a perfect plan executed too late is worse than a uh, terrible plan executed perfectly. Yeah. And it's finding that balance is like, but I mean, that's what's not, I mean, even though this, this life is like littered with, you know, horrible suffering and, and, and a lot of undue suffering too. It's mm-hmm. still that whole concept of development and progression is what makes life beautiful. And it's such a big cliche. And so like, it's about the journey, not the destination. Mm-hmm. And I really think that's true. And I have a lot of those debates, not debates, but like whenever I'm talking to another Christian, mm-hmm. I'm like, and they're focusing a lot about existential afterlife stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we can sit here and talk about our ideas of it, and that's perfectly fine. And yeah. I love talking about oh, it. Oh, yeah. It's hella interesting. Yeah. But if you're focused on that out of fear of what is to come at the end of the, this destination mm-hmm. of this physical life, you, you're not, you're, 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 you're going, you're putting a cart before the horse. You know what I'm saying? Focus on being the best you are now, being the better person than you were yesterday, mm-hmm. and continually progress into that. And by the time you get to that, when you're focusing on that, by the time you get to the end, you'll be like, that's a fulfilled life, man. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. Well, if the end-all, be-all of, of life was just heaven or hell, wouldn't the optimal solution to that be, hey, I've been saved, I've accepted Christ as my Savior, let me go jump off a cliff real quick? Yeah. Functionally speaking, that is the fastest. Yeah. Nah, that's that's a really good one too yeah i like that but it's like well what's then what's the point of living mm-hmm. if it's just like if it's just whether to be saved or not mm-hmm. you know it's like maybe we should try yeah like make make your make your house better make your room better make your help make your family better mm-hmm. you know what i mean and be the light you heard that too like, yeah, we gotta be 100%. the light because there is going to be a ripple effect. Are you going to get bit met with opposition? Mm-hmm. Are you going to be attacked? Yeah. Like, yeah. sure you are. But if you have that level of peace, that level of security within the unknown, that faith, mm-hmm. then it, it it's not as scary anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, that stuff's not scary. Yeah. Because you already know. You already know. You have that level of peace. And that, to me, you can only find that within, like, within the Bible, within the Christianity within a relationship really mm-hmm. and and it's it's a lifestyle yeah yeah but 
Um, that's that's the only that's the main argument I have because I mean I can sit here and we can talk about mm-hmm. different verses and I, I do that you know yeah. people are like here's a contradiction here's a contradiction here, and I love debating about that stuff yeah it's it's but interesting but... at the at the heart of it it's like okay what are our alternatives mm-hmm. you know what I mean you have all these other people that are saying this is the way you live in life I think that it's very it's very nuanced. It's very individual. I'm doing this psychology class, and they're talking about we don't even understand consciousness. No. We don't. We don't understand. There's so much no. stuff we don't know. Uh, most of the stuff that we're talking about is theory. Yeah. Can we see things that are most likely to even pre- help predict behavior? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have these models that'll help us predict behavior. That'll help us gauge kind of personality, mm-hmm. as far as only in the fact of predicting behavior. But we don't know why somebody changes their tune. It's more of these nuanced experiences most likely and we yeah. don't even know that is the, it, one of my you know? favorite facts and it is indeed a a fact that um i learned about in college that i just found absolutely hilarious it's people like we kind of understand stuff like we've got math and everything we can start calculating things you realize if you start going to the higher levels of math math doesn't even work without six dimensions yeah and we I, can't con- we can't and, and like it, even some of them they theorize that there's like another 20 or something like that like that's planes of existence that we don't even have access to mm-hmm. and like we technically can't process how that works because yeah. we can't experience that that's not something we're going to be able to cap- be capable of experiencing at least in this life yeah that's what i was about to say is like i mean maybe next life dude maybe you know, like i don't know dude like it's and it's it's so interesting though but mm-hmm. anyway i think we'll wrap it up there man yeah i really enjoyed this conversation this, I really is, appreciate this has been fun around. actually yeah dude I, I love this stuff we need to do this more often yeah i think absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm actually really mad that i haven't had you on previously <laughs> we never really got to talking about yeah anything, not really you know but anyway if you liked this episode and you want to hear more then you can listen to this episode on Spotify under Lost Out Podcast. Also, um, I, uh, Apple Podcast under the same Lost Out Podcast. You can email the podcast with questions or suggestions, new topic ideas, anything, anything, anything mm-hmm. at all. Um, you can email at lostoutpodcast at yahoo.com. You can also find me um, if you want to direct message me on Facebook. That's what I usually use, Facebook Messenger. So it's uh, Trent Colton Castleberry. You can find me on there. Um, I'm like sitting on some steps now. It's like that's my new profile picture. Oh, is it's it? It's not new. It's <laughs> like took your lighter away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like she, she made a meme out of it. She was all like, "Someone stole my lighter and I can't find it." And I was just like all sad. It looks like I'm sad, but I'm not. I'm just sitting there thinking. And I thought it was really good, really good. Yeah. Thing. But yeah, so that way you can find out who I, who who I am, where I'm at. Um, yeah, and that's basically all I got. If you wanted to throw out a tag mm-hmm. to like the the blog or anything like that, or no, what, what not really. Next the, time? <laughs> the, the, the the blog was was a throwaway that I stopped act, uh, working on after I took serious university classes. So all right, man. Really. Well, guys, stay safe out there with this whole this whole pandemic thing. Um, I think that we're I, I'm optimistic about where we're going, and uh, I, I pray for everybody to have a a good life and start looking at themselves and looking at the people around them and. You know, do some self-reflection, start studying, looking into things, you know, better yourself, do better. And this yeah. time is the best time to do it, you know? You got plenty of time. Yeah. <laughs> well, send us away, man. Say say goodbye. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Say bye, Alvy. Bye, Alvy. Bye, Alvy. <laughs> <laughs> you guys next time.